0: Chishon, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Chishon, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers are presented by Progressive Insurance. Jay Will with the day off. So we're talking in the last segment about the greatest, you know, because Tom Brady is producing and he has a role in this new road trip movie, Lily Tomlin and, and, and Sally Field and a few other Women, uh, four friends on a road trip to go see Tom Brady playing the Super Bowl, and it was the Super Bowl where he came back on on the Atlanta Falcons. and So it got us to thinking, greatest acting careers of any athlete ever, and Key just gave his list, and um, there's some people who want to weigh in, Key. Mm. Marty in North Carolina thinks he omitted one or two people. What's up, Marty? Or not. Marty in North Carolina may or may not be there. Hey, I'm here. There it is. I'm here.
1: What did I miss, Marty? Hey, man, you missed probably right off the top, out your way, Terry Crews, Craig and Day Day. Yeah, but it's not, it's more about the careers in that particular, like, when you think about Ray Allen, for instance, he only was in one movie that, but that movie was shocking playing alongside Denzel Washington for a guy who hadn't acted before. So that's kind of how I'm looking at it. What was more powerful, right, Max? Is it Ray Allen's movie or is it Terry Crews' Yeah, Ray Allen's a great... Career?
0: Gr- Ray, what you just said about Ray Allen is real. He was in a serious film opposite Denzel Washington where, he, where as an inexperienced actor, he had to make you suspend disbelief and he did. That's a big, big thing to do. Let me say something about Terry Cruz though. Key, you ever see the movie Idiocracy? No, I have not. He was President Camacho in idiocracy, perhaps the finest performance in the history of film. But see he ain't getting me to the box office though. I'm sorry. I can't eh, I can't rock with dude like
1: that. Idiocracy is hilarious though. Well like, worth watching. Can't. He right. small small bits, right? Things that, that like like White Chicks. Like, that's – all I need him is in that little role, a few minutes. I don't – I can't watch an hour and 45 minutes of Terry Crews. Not going to happen. Andy in Minnesota has one for us.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. Appreciate it. Definitely not top one or two, but maybe top five. Alex Karras definitely has the athlete pedigree, dad of the TV show Webster and Mongo and maybe the awesomest movie of all time, Blazing Saddles has to make the movie there. Interesting.
1: I might have missed on that one completely.
0: (laughs) Alex Alex Carson. On purpose. Um, I'll give you one, Key. I'll give you another one. I mentioned this yesterday. Tony Danza was, before he was an actor, before, was a professional prize fighter. He was a boxer, Mm -hmm. and he was a big enough puncher. He was never world class, but he was a real punching prospect. Like, none of his fights went the distance, including the ones he lost, but he knocked out everyone that he beat and big right hand and, and fought on a Muhammad Ali undercard, like was good enough for that. So that kind of counts. I don't know. Danza had a pretty good career.
1: Yeah, but I didn't I didn't see like I can't I didn't remember how many movies or television shows that I've watched with Tony Danza that I would remember.
0: He was this in has the gotta one... be
1: memorable things for me.
0: Yeah. He was in, I'm forgetting the name of the TV show, but it was a hit sitcom for years and years and years, and he, he had a couple of flicks, It's too. just
1: like Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? He is a bodybuilder, and some people would say, well, that's not sports. Hmm. Well, yes and no, because they're going to show the bodybuilding contest on sports stations. On top of that, they get medals. I mean, it's just, so I look at it, and I'm like, because if if that's the case, He's the number one guy on my list. The Rock is not number one. It's for sure on a Schwarzenegger, for sure.
0: By the way, Tony Denz, it was um, – wait, what was the name of the sitcom again? Because uh, – now I'm forgetting. Who, who's the boss? Who's the boss was the name no, of the sitcom. No, who's the boss? But yeah, that was that was around forever, and he had, he had some flicks too. Uh, Angels in the Outfield he was in, according to Evan. Uh, she's Out of Control, I remember. It's. I think She's Out of Control. Like, he plays the dad of – you know, it's one of those ugly duckling movies where – where actually she's beautiful and it's obvious, but she has, like, glasses and braces and eventually takes the glasses and braces off, and everyone's like, oh, my God. Uh, Are we
1: missing anybody, Evan?
0: Or R- anything? Rudy in New Orleans. Well, that calls. Let's, Rudy let's in New Orleans or thinks we we're missing someone. Who you got, Rudy? Yeah, man, all
1: these great sports minds. How y'all forget Burt Reynolds, man, Played for Florida State, the me machine, man. You,
0: you know might have what? to be on the list, Key. Burt Reynolds We
1: talked about it. We talked about Burt Reynolds, and we know he was roommates with Lee Corso, and, and we get it. I mean, Sally Fields is getting a rebirth again with Tom Brady this time. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess. I mean, he could be on the list. Smokey and the Bandit was one of my go-tos Come as a on. kid. <laughs> I wanted to firebird so bad growing up. <laughs> I wouldn't touch one now, though. <laughs> Burt Reynolds...
0: Gotta be, I think he's gotta be in your top. I, I, if you, could if s- I had a top ten, he would be in a top ten. Uh, he'd be in my top five. That's a good pull, Burt Reynolds. I mean, he's he's uh, he was like one Smokey of the biggest the movie stars was, in the man, world. Man,
1: what was the what was the monkey's name? <laughs> I
0: don't remember, but remember that wasn't too. Smokey God. and the Bandit was no joke, and uh, the longest yard. Come on, it's one of yeah, the, the classic films.
1: Yeah, Smokey and the Bandit was ridiculous. Though. I used to religiously watch that. Yeah,
0: for sure. That was a, according that was
3: a to one uh, Clint Eastwood's book, Hollywood Loner. The uh, monkey's name was Clyde the orangutan. Hmm. Clyde was his name.
0: Ronnie in Memphis. What you got, Ronnie? Ronnie. M- uh, Mark Harmon.
1: Mark Harmon. Yeah. Mark he was, Harmon. Yeah. He I, I, was a- I thought about him. I thought about him, but. Again, TV career. Yeah, he had more of a television career. It's almost like Merlin Olsen, Little House on the Prairie, television career. So
0: honorable mention, Mark Harmon. Yeah, yeah. Raphael in Florida. What you got, Raphael?
4: I know we talked about The Rock, but what about John Cena?
0: Hmm.
4: I mean, you know, he did Daddy's Home, and uh, he was in Bumblebee as well. And, you know, a couple of military movies like The Marine, yeah, yeah, but he's not as, he's not as what do you
1: guys think? Yeah, but he's not the problem is he's not the rock in terms of the movie business. John Cena's just now really kind of getting to a point where you're like, "Oh, okay, cool." But then you already got the Rock, which came before, so it's almost like to me, it's a copycat, right? And so when I'm looking at it and I'm looking at the two, I'm like, "Well, he's just
0: trying to do uh, duplicate what the rock did. I saw something from John Cena recently. I saw a video and I don't know how old the video is itself, probably on social media or something, but on, on like Instagram, maybe something like that. But I saw John Cena talking about how he misunderstood what the rock was doing once upon a time and he was critical of him. "Hey, why are you doing movies instead of, you know, doing this with me and da da da." And he and he said he just didn't understand that the rock was like paving the way for guys like him, but doesn't it to-
1: feel like though, Max? Hmm. And it does but doesn't it feel like it's like they're trying to duplicate the Rock again, a second time around? Yes, like of it's like a, it's formula. almost like a spinoff. Yeah, it's a formula that worked, <laughs> why wouldn't they just you know go do it? Because it's you can only have one of the Rocks. You can't have two. You cannot duplicate the Rock. But even if you, you're the rock light or the rock it don't, junior, it's a it pretty just, good career. It, I, it, I'm not arguing with that. I'm not having a conversation about that, so to speak. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying that it's, like you said, like rock light. It just doesn't, it's a knockoff. You know, Lay's potato chips versus some potato chips from the brand that we like, oh, no, that's not, That like, we yeah. don't want that. Even off though brand. it's potatoes. Yeah, off brand. It's Even though it's potatoes Bootleg. with
0: salt on it. it. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel right. Friday, it was either Friday 2 or 3. She likes the bootleg snacks with the yeah, sparkles like a, or whatever it was. He,
1: yeah, he's like a bootleg rock, so to speak.
0: We got time for one more, Evan? Want to slip one in? Ken in Maryland. You're on with Keyshawn and Max here on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Matt in North Carolina. Ken isn't there.
3: Yeah, I love when you guys
2: do this stuff, and I was sitting there screaming – True lies, true lies, when
1: Key was talking about it, trying to think of the movie. Uh, And last thing, man, Key, you'll always be my favorite Carolina Panther. Appreciate it, guys. (laughs) Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Carolina Panther. Yeah. Six weeks.
1: (laughs) I was there six months. I'm his favorite Carolina Panther. I must have did something right in my life.
0: Six months in Carolina.
1: You were
3: also my favorite uh, star on Veronica's Closet.
1: Well, that was part of my acting career. Oh, I could have put myself on this list too, huh? Also
3: on IMDb, Key played a, a player to be named later in Coach.
1: Yeah, I did that. Coach. Veronica's Closet.
3: Max, you had a much more uh, prestigious mm. uh, and worthwhile acting career. Creed, Creed Two, more of a character actor, I would say. Uh, Rocky Balboa. Mm-hmm.
0: It was a re- God's by the way. gift
3: and playmakers. You're a real character actor.
0: Yeah. By the way, very oh, difficult. three. Oh Sharknado. hell no. Yeah. By the way, Airman Joseph. <laughs> it was it was a very it was a very difficult job in Creed in the Creeds and Rocky Balboa, mainly because the script called for an exceedingly handsome broadcaster. So I had to get myself in tip-top shape for that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Keyshawn J. Willem-Max is presented by Progressive Insurance. The NBA is on ESPN Radio. Tune in tomorrow night as the Bucks host the Nets, presented by Indeed. Coverage begins at 8 p.m. Eastern on most ESPN radio stations. Let's get back to the Nets as they begin the second half last night with a blowout loss. So the Nets did lose. I say the Nets lost to the Celtics, but was it really the Nets? No KD. No Kyrie, no Ben Simmons. Is that the Nets? Anyway, they're hoping to get in the zone tomorrow night against the Bucs. Get in the zone is brought to you by AutoZone. Get in the zone, AutoZone. So we we know about uh, the Dr. J, and now Doc Rivers is in Philly. Lots of doctors in Philly. Very educated place. But have you heard of the shot doctor? Here's Herb McGee, commonly known as the shot doctor, when asked if he'd helped Ben or if he would help, Ben Simmons, Herb McGee, head coach at Thomas Jefferson College in Philly, answering that question.
5: That's not going to happen. <laughs> that My wife and I, Jerry, we go out to dinner, we go shopping. Uh, we get asked, I, I get pulled aside, Coach, can I answer your question? And I said, sure. Uh, when are you going to work with Ben Simmons? And I said, that's not going to happen. I say to get the same answer all the time. Uh, Brett Brown, I became friends with Brett Brown. He asked me to do it one day, and I said, I will, but you got to ask Ben Simmons and he never got back to me. So, obviously, Ben uh, is the type of guy who doesn't really want to improve. So, could I help him? Of course. <laughs> but, no, 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 let's be honest. And you know, I've never seen you play, Mike, but you could help him, too, because he really needs it. That's it, it's a shame for the kid. what you think, Key?
1: I mean, you know how, you know me, Max. You know what I would say, he playing to the room. Mm-hmm. The coach is playing to the room, I get it, yeah. You're a good shooting coach, and you certainly could help, you know, Ben and Ben maybe didn't want to listen at the time. Again, it's how you approach someone, how you send that message and communication to get that person to feel comfortable enough to want to work with you. Um, But right there, he's playing to the room. You know, you're trying to kick the man white down. I get it. It's Philly. It's a deal. You you screwed us over. Uh, Get him, you know. I understand.
0: Let the dogs out on him. But you know what, Key? I hear you. But when he he said something to me that, that I thought like, uh, he's right about that. He's like he says to someone in the in the room. I mean, you could help him. Like if basically, if you've seen this dude shoot, and Key, let me tell you something. What do I know about shooting? But I know this. You know, I, I take my daughter to Steady Buckets, right? A skills development program in New York, right? And and Coach Mackey, Coach Lefty, and everything. They they, they use like Clay Thompson basic form to show the kids how to shoot, right? And and just from watching Ben Simmons, Meeky, I could watch and go, Ben Simmons jumps up and releases the ball on his way down as though he's fading away from a defender, even when he's not. Like, you're, you're supposed to, he's not shooting at the apex of, like, using his legs and arms in tandem. He's kind of heaving the ball on his way back down. Like, there's simple stuff like that that I can see, so when, he, so when the shot doctor's talking about, like, hey, you could help him because that's how bad he shoots, he, I, it resonates with me because I'm like, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, if I think I could help the dude, oh, my God, he needs help, Key. Yeah, no, it, he,
1: he does need help, and he should try and get help to fix it. And I'm sure the Brooklyn Nets, whoever their shooting coaches are or whatever the case is, will be working with him trying to build that confidence up to get him to take more shots, but also be more efficient when taking them and have a proper form and a proper technique that it requires to knock down buckets. I'm just saying when he becomes the the joke of the party, that's playing to the audience. That That's all it is. It's just playing to the audience. He needs to work on the shot, and we all know that, and, and he knows that.
0: What about the fact that, he, that, that the shot doctor is talking about, you know, he was like, he, uh, uh, Brent Brown. Brent Brown reached out and said something, and he said, "If you know Ben's got to sh- sign off on it, and then yeah, I'll help him. He needs to hear from the player. Never heard back from either of them. Because In other the, words, he clearly, assumes, huh?
1: I was gonna say, clearly the player didn't want to deal with the shot doctor.
0: Right. Just because you don't want to deal with the shot doctor doesn't mean that you don't want to learn how to shoot, and you're working on it with other people. But, but if it,
1: you remember Max, several years ago. He reached out to Magic Johnson so Magic could help him. You see what I'm saying? So it's all about communication. He but, reached out to Magic for Magic to help him with his game because
0: he'd rather deal with Magic than the shot doctor for but You his. know what that tells me too, though, Key? Magic's game, I could understand. He already does a lot of that stuff great. He needs help in a certain area where Magic would not be the first guy I would go to, which is just shooting, like the, his, his shot form, right? Like it just seems to me. Put it this way, I'm sure you hear you hear the same stuff. He he he's not putting in the work on his shot. That's what you hear. Yeah, you know? but 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 could it be
1: circumstance, environment? Remember what Perk said: a change of environment can go a long ways if you put in the work. Now he's got the change of environment. Now let's see if he put in the work. If he puts in the work then I don't give a damn what the people in Philadelphia say because they don't fall back to what I said. Maybe being stuck in Philadelphia where you didn't want to be, you are not really giving it your all because, for whatever reason, it's messing with your mental capacity, and the best thing for
0: you to do is get yourself out of there. Well, particularly, I could see that being the case when the – only team player on the team better than you is a contemporary of yours. It's not like this dude is a veteran. He's been around a lot longer than me. He, like, in other words, if you see that other guy as on your level and yet you feel that the team is is doing what he wants to do, you might be like, I'm not into this. When he goes to the Nets, Kevin Durant is there. Kevin, It's not like Ben Simmons can say – Man, you don't know what it's like to be a six foot ten dude with these skills, because actually KD does. He's he's much better than Ben Simmons, and he's even taller actually, and also not a, not a big really, right? Like just like Ben Simmons, and and he's a champion and a scoring champion, an MVP and a Finals MVP. Much
1: better to be with him than to be with the people in Philly if I'm Ben Simmons.
0: No doubt, and also I think from Ben Simmons' ego's point of view, easier to listen to that guy, right? Absolutely. Look, look, man. You, you, you brought that up, right? Mm-hmm.
1: You said to yourself, you know, ego. Mm-hmm. So as a football player, you want to learn how to run routes and do all the right stuff. So you, with your contemporary, and, and, and you're like, I'm not – I'd rather go listen to Jerry Rice mm-hmm. than to listen to Chris Carter, for instance, because Jerry Rice is Kevin Durant and all for everything. In the end, you listen to a guy that you look at and say, he's really the guy, he's the GOAT. He's where I want to get to He's where I want to get to. You know, I'm already at Chris Carter's level. I don't, you know, that's how you, you're like, I'm already over there. But that dude, 80, I want to talk to him. And maybe that's the way Ben Simmons looked at it. It's like, I'm not listening to some people in Philadelphia, they don't know what they're talking about, but it's easy to listen to Kevin Durant. Because Kevin Durant's going to work with him because he knows what the problems are for him based on size and everything you just said. Like, walking up to him and telling him, this is how you do this, or this is how you shoot that. It, you watch what I tell you. Watch watch Ben Simmons' offensive game change now that he's in Brooklyn. You watch.
0: By the way, speaking of KD, a lot easier for KD to do that, in my opinion, if he's actually playing, Right. Not to mention, I don't want to hear about the Nets. Got blown out again. No team has ever, the Nets haven't played yet. These Nets have not played yet. KD hasn't been on the court. And speaking of KD, Steve Nash, when can we see him on the court? Could he return against the Milwaukee Bucks?
2: I suppose it's not out of the question, but um, we'd have to assess you know, how he comes through today, um, tomorrow, and, and see where he's at Saturday. So it's probably less likely that he would play. Um, but I think in the next three games there's a good chance he's he's out there
0: that's big news key getting kd back is big news it's like roy jones great middleweight through light heavyweight champion um had a song out y'all must have forgot like everyone's talking about it. is is it Embiid or Jokic or Giannis or this one or that one right y'all must have forgot once kd gets back on the court Key, I don't know if we're going to be talking about everyone else as potentially the best player in basketball, and I think the Nets losing ends right there.
1: You know, how, how much – so what is it, 20, 20 games ago?
0: 20 and change,
1: right? 20 and change. Yeah. So how many games does KD need to play? How many <sighs> games do KD need to play alongside – well, he's only going to get a handful with Kyrie and Ben because of the road and unless the mandate gets lifted here soon. Um how many games do you think they need to be together
0: wanted, before wanted to You want to hear something really crazy? Sign them off. You want to hear something crazy? I really think the number could be l- as low as half a dozen based on the way it came together last year when Harden got there. Like I was thinking what's what about the team defense? Remember it was the worst defense of all time key within 2 weeks, which is what six games. The defense was okay. You know what I mean? Like maybe a half dozen games? maybe maybe a dozen maybe not even mm. right what would you say I, I would think 10 games is probably
1: enough right. i would say 10 games is enough you know if you can get if you can get 5 of those games 6 of those games on the road and then another with being at home depending on whether the mandate is lifted another 3 to 4 with just being at home i think that's enough
0: Getting KD back could be big news for the Nets. Because,
1: because, and I'm correct, I wish Jay was here right now, he can practice at their facility, or does he have to wait, Kyrie, this is, to
0: get into shoot around when they go on the road? Do you know that or not, Max? I don't know that offhand, but I would imagine there's nothing stopping him from getting into shoot around since the Nets changed their position on it on the road, right? Why would anything stop no, him? No, uh, at home. Oh, at, at home.
1: home. Yeah, so I'm thinking of practice. I'm thinking of getting into practice repetitions while they're at home, for instance. They play on a Wednesday night, but they got practice on a Monday. But the practice is at the home stadium or be, at Barclays or something yeah, like gonna that. It's going to be
0: interesting because what really unlocked the Nets last year is when Kyrie went to Harden, you run point. Right, and that that really it was like, oh my God, this is unstoppable. I wonder if that happens here. Oh, Ben will be in the dunker spot, and this and that. No, what if what if Kyrie is like, you know what? He's a pure point guard, and I'm more of a scorer, and it's Simmons running point. That's going to be interesting. That could happen. It could easily happen. And
1: they're gonna lay off of Ben and let him shoot.
0: That's okay because there's Seth Curry, and then eventually you think Joe Harris and KD and Kyrie out. There's nothing but shooters. By the way, another sport for for you know, looking for even bigger news this weekend. We got to get into that.
1: Passion, drive, and patience—the formula for winning championships—is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance: superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more.
5: Keyshawn, Jay Will, and Max—the podcast.
0: We are joined now by Jeff Passan, ESPN senior major league baseball insider. Jeff, for crying out loud, baseball, don't do it to me. So you're going to get us. Baseball uh, Baseball's,
6: baseball's going to do it to you, Max. Oh,
0: for crying out loud! W- why is this weekend so important when it comes to major league baseball starting the season on time, Jeff?
6: Well, MLB is threatening, Max, if there is not a deal by Monday for a new collective bargaining agreement that it will cancel regular season games. Now, do we know that that's true?
2: No, we don't.
6: I mean, there's always deals to be made. But it's a bad situation right now because what we're doing is waiting for one side to make a big move. And both sides are like, well, no, the other one needs to do it. No, the other one needs to do it. And nobody is stepping up and saying, okay, these negotiations are going to move forward because the players are angry and frustrated at how they've been treated over the last couple of years in terms of everything from salary uh, 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 service time manipulation to their average salaries going down to tanking and and the anti-competitive Uh, nature of that. uh, The the players are mad right now, but the owners are like, hey, we've got the better hand in this situation, so why should we be the ones to move on? it?"
1: Jeff, what's the biggest sticking point, though, in this deal? Deals are always tough to do, but if deadline is Monday, could they get something done shortly after that? Key, the biggest sticking
6: point is all of them. Like, they're just – extremely far apart and some of those are bridgeable right like the the leagues offer for a minimum salary of 640,000 the unions is 775 that's one of those where you figured you know uh, i don't know if it's in the middle but somewhere close to it um you know the uh pre-arbitration bonus pool uh, the league is at 20 million 25 million somewhere in that range and the union is at $100 million. Again, somewhere probably closer to the owners, but somewhere in the middle. The, the biggest one, though, is the competitive balance tax or the luxury tax. Right now, the league is at $214 million, which is only $4 million higher than it last was. And there are more penalties and taxes in place. So you can argue, and, and rightly, that this is actually a worse CBT for the players than the last one. The players are at $245 million right now with $7 million increases every year. And that's the issue that, uh, at least for the last two collective bargaining negotiations, has waited to the end because the players rightly look at it like, you guys don't have a salary cap, but this thing sure acts like one.
0: Jeff, what has changed in baseball? Is it the marginalization culturally of the sport? Is it the recognition that it's largely a local sport? In other words, I care about the Yankees but not the San Diego Padres, but I do care about the Chargers, for example, if I follow the NFL. What has changed where the players, up until the last CBA, were beating the owners like a drum for decades, and now suddenly it, I don't disagree with the analysis that the owners have the upper hand. What changed?
6: You know, I think the characterization is a little bit off there, Max, okay. because it wasn't just the last one. It was the one before that. Okay. And it was going back to 2002 when the CBT got implemented. And, and, you know, the first trial run of the CBT back in 1997, which was ostensibly put in place to keep the Yankees from spending way, 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 way more than everyone. Now,
0: which they never did, by the way, just, that was always a kind of a no, straw man. Yeah.
6: I've got, you, I, I appreciate you making that point, because I think that's lost on a lot of people. And, and beyond that, beyond that, Max, it's what it's turned into. The CBT was two hundred ten million dollars last year. The Dodgers went over and the Padres went over. There were five teams within three point four million dollars of it. If you're telling me that baseball doesn't have a cap, I would say you are telling the truth but not the whole story. And I I think over time, it's not that the union got complacent. It's, It's I think that the union recognized that the sport was doing really well financially and that they were taking part in this financial resurgence that baseball saw after the 1994 strike. Well, I think 10 years ago, that's the turning point to me. Ten years ago, there were things that were put in place, especially, you know, we don't know unintended consequences at the time. Mm. Who would have ever thought that tanking would come about because of something you did in the draft? But Major League Baseball more or less capped what you can spend in the amateur draft. And because of that, teams recognized we can't go out there and go and draft guys and overpay them in later rounds anymore. We have to lose in order to get the best draft picks. And all of a sudden, you saw the Houston Astros. You saw the Chicago Cubs. You see right now the Pittsburgh Pirates and the Baltimore Orioles. This sort of thing uh, is pervasive in baseball. It started in baseball. It was perfected in baseball. And it's, you know, when you have teams, a number of teams out there every year that are saying not only are we not going to win, but we're going to lose, the financial ramifications of that are enormous.
1: It kills me. Jeff Passon, ESPN senior, here's that again. Major League Baseball insider here on ESPN, joining on Keyshawn. Hey, hey, Key,
6: hey, hey, Key, can I tell you something? I yes. just, I just muted the, uh, I just muted the uh, speaker here in the car. Turned to my 14 year old and said, "Hey, that's Keyshawn Johnson." And his face, he was so happy that I, I was actually talking to Keyshawn Johnson.
1: So he still got <laughs> what's his name. Jack, Jack. All right, that's that's my new best friend, uh, joining us this morning, on Keyshawn, <laughs> Jay Will, and Max. So Jeff, let, let me ask you this question though: Should we believe MLB when they say we're not going to entertain making up games? Should we? Should we like believe that, or is that just a you know smoke? I, it's a question I've been asking myself a lot
6: because that's a pretty old lie to just throw out there like let's toy with fans emotions and say we're going to cancel games but when it gets to that point now we're not going to do it so I tend to think that yes they are going to be canceling games if there's not a deal but the question is at that point like you think if games get canceled boy this thing's going to stretch on for a long time there's another period about a week later to me that leaves a landing spot for a deal. and and that landing spot is with expanded playoffs because the players remember, are the ones who are going to give the thumbs up to expanded playoffs. and that's something that's worth well over a hundred million dollars. So it becomes a math problem to me at that point. Like if the players say uh, we will only play if you pay us for 162 and the owners say, well we're only playing 154, is the $100 million in playoffs enough of a carrot to get them to that 162 pay for 154? Remember, Major League Baseball did, I believe, offer last year 162 pay for 156 games because there were some concerns about COVID. Uh, The union turned that down because there were other things attached to it, like expanded playoffs. So this is a trade that's, like, theoretically been out there before. So if we get to Monday and there's no deal – I'm not sitting here and saying at this point the season is doomed or we're going to be here for a really, really long time and this is going to be disastrous. I still think there's a little bit of runway for this thing to play out.
0: Oh, I hope Mm. so, because the numbers really matter in baseball, even across the eras. And already with COVID, you had a 60-game season, and I think of 94, 95 of those truncated seasons. Guys, I think like, David Cohn, who are never going to make the Hall of Fame because they missed the, pr- the full seasons of the prime of their career. It kills me. But Jeff Passan uh, brings it as always. Thank you, Jeff. And,
1: all right, and, Jeff uh, and Jack.
0: That's right. Jack, you got a new best friend in Keyshawn Johnson. It's my BFF. You tell us the best athletes in movies. That's next. Keyshawn, J. Willimax on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app.
4: This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around...
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast.
0: So, Key, you had a real ranking earlier in the show in honor of Tom Brady producing and acting in an upcoming film about his comeback against the Falcons. Really, it's a road trip for older ladies, Lily Tomlin and Sally Fields and some great actresses or on a road trip to go see Tom Brady playing the Super Bowl and he came all the way back. But it got us to thinking about the top five athletes' acting careers, like the best acting careers ever among athletes. And yeah. do you want to go through the list again? Yeah, I put a list together,
1: and I may have lost left some people off, but at six I had Carl Weathers. At five I had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. At four I had O.J. Simpson. <laughs> and then at three, Michael Jordan. Two Ray Allen and one The Rock, but I reserve the right to add a bonus, mm. which goes in front of The Rock, which is Arnold
0: Schwarzenegger. Yeah, if bodybuilding counts. Yeah, if bodybuilding count. It is on this list. <coughs> well, if bodybuilding counts, Arnold got to be number one.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I'm going to just throw him in there for fun of it, but if you could throw out the number and get some people calling in and just see if the list works for him or eight, not. Eight,
0: eight eight Say E S P N eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six at number six key has Carl Weathers five Kareem Abdul Jabbar four well you have it OJ Simpson but as I said earlier let's not (laughs) don't get fired on Jay's day off key let's 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 move right along at three Michael Jordan space jam at two Ray Allen and at one The Rock and, that, and at one prime, Arnold Schwarzenegger. But you had dudes like Bubba Smith from Police Academy and Merlin Olsen, Little House on the Prairie, and Jim Brown and all the stuff he's been. And I'd I mentioned Andre the Giant. He was in uh, Princess Bride. Anybody want a peanut? Delby in Ontario. Key has one that we missed. What's up, Delby?
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? What's,
0: What's happening?
2: Okay, so the guy that I... Uh... But I was thinking, uh, played Tonto, with Lone Ranger by the name of Jay Silverheels. Mm. Also, his uh, his uh, real name was Harry Smith, but his stage name was uh, Jay Silverheels from Six Nations.
0: And what, what did he play?
2: He played lacrosse. He,
0: he played actually lacrosse. played for the
2: 1930, 1932 Atlantic City Indians. So this is
0: way back in the day.
2: Yeah, and uh, even a funny story, how he... <laughs> What's that?
1: Tonto, yeah, even there might to be like
2: the funny story, how he got the uh, how he got the name Jay Silverheels is because uh, his name was Harry Smith, but apparently they, uh, I guess, they played really well. Their manager bought them new shoes, and they were white shoes, and he ran, I guess he was really fast, so he could run really well. And uh, I guess it was just like a white blur of like seeing his feet, so they called him White Heels, but they couldn't call him White Heels at the time, so his, that's how he got his stage name as Jay Silverheels.
0: Mm. Yeah, in the day back in the day, the Lone Ranger, I think the idea was it was like uh, kind of progressive that the Lone Ranger and and you know Native American together, Tonto. But when you look back here, I forgot which comedian has this. It was the same thing every episode. Lone Ranger would have like <laughs> Tonto go check stuff out. He get the hell beaten yeah. out of him, yeah. right? And then they'd yeah. figure like but they it, didn't always, figure it out. Yeah, then they figured it out. after. Mario in Memphis, who you got?
2: Yo man, y'all forgetting
1: about my boy Terry Crews, man.
5: The great If y'all don't stop calling
1: time, man. If y'all player. don't stop calling this show telling me nothing about the no Terry Crews, man. I ain't rocking Terry Crews like that. Yeah. No. Yeah, uh-uh. but
0: President Camacho in Idiocracy is one of the all-time greats.
1: I, I just I can only take Terry Crews in a small little
0: bite. Mm. I can't give him an hour 30, man. I just can't. Well, yeah, he he wasn't the star of the movie. He was he was a he, he had a great performance in it, though. All right. Matt in Iowa has one key that we really missed. Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. I mean, just from the commercial. What movies was he in, though? Major League, obviously. Major right, League. Right. Just that's a bit outside. That's an iconic role. The, it th- was. That's like one of the most iconic roles you can get as an athlete, right? It was just a bit outside. No doubt about it. But I don't remember
1: him as an athlete.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, he was a baseball player.
1: I know that, but I don't remember him. Most people so... don't. As Bob Uecker would tell you, he wasn't a very good one. That's what I'm saying, though, I Evan. So how could I possibly put Bob Euchre on the list? This must be baseball. Yeah,
0: the... if you didn't even know he, he played
1: anything. <laughs> well, I'm looking Bob Uecker a, up right that's now. That's how
4: iconic of a role it was, though, right? You know him from
0: that. You don't know him from playing baseball. I, I know yeah. him.
1: I think I know Bob Euchre from the commercials, clearly. Um, and I feel like, did he do the 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 baseball? Yeah, he morning? was Harry
3: Doyle in Major League, Major League Two, and Major League Three. He was in yeah. all of them. Yeah, just a bit outside, dude. How about yeah, this? Just
1: a bit outside.
3: Bob uh, Bob Euchre caught Phil Negro. And one year, he played only 59 games and led the league in pass balls. That season, still top 10 for most pass balls in a season. He played 59 games. Phil Necro
0: had the craziest knuckleball of all time and threw a ton of innings, too. So that explains. But, yeah, I'm looking at Euchre now. From 1962 until 1967, got into 297 games and uh, was a catcher. So what do we ooh. On base of 293, slug 287. But that actually was a super, super defensive era, you know. And, yeah, but he, and he, he, caught.
3: he, he still couldn't play defense. Top 10 <laughs> matchbox <laughs> in 59 games.
0: Evan, listen, though. Like, Key, you can't relate to this because you were a great football player and everything. What would you do just to even have Bob Euchre's major league career, right? Just to play in the majors for parts of five different seasons is better than anything I'm going to do in my whole life.
1: <laughs> just... Baseball. Bob Euchre. You want to mm. take a
0: real quick one? we got a yeah. minute. Brandon in Illinois, what you got for us?
3: Hey, guys. Sorry about uh, calling in. I think this might be a good one for you. Maybe not. Maybe doesn't qualify. Broadcaster. Played a little in high school. Uh, Ronald Reagan.
0: What did he play, though? He played football. Uh, he played right?
4: baseball and football.
0: In yeah. high school, though? I think. Uh, correct. yeah. Yeah, I gotta s I I wanna say, Key, you gotta it's gotta be college at least.
1: Yeah, I ain't I can't I ain't rocking with him. I'm sorry. He <laughs> ain't gonna be able to do it. Not gonna be able to do it, Coach. He
0: was a movie star though, like a B movie star, but a movie star.
1: I mean we left John Wayne off and some other you know, some other people. Mm hmm. But uh Yeah.
0: No Terry Crews. I see that. I can't do no it. No Ronald Reagan. I got you. I'm starting to see a pattern emerge. <laughs> hey, Key, check it out. Key, Key, Max, check it out. Don't oh. go
1: there because Twitter is going to go there. Key, I'm with you,
0: though. <laughs> I'm with you. I don't you.
1: rock with dude like that.
0: I hear you. Still President Camacho, if you haven't seen Idiocracy. he ain't. The, he, he's not the only person in it. Best but it's role we well ever watching. had was white chicks. See, you've never seen Idiocracy. you got to check it out. <laughs>